Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, now, locally, the big news in the world of public corruption is uh, yesterday, L.A. City Councilman Jose Huizar was arrested, taken into federal custody. Uh, the fifth person charged in this federal investigation into bribery and corruption at City Hall. Uh, with us, Chris Carlo, KFI's Chris Carlo, covering the story for us. Uh, good morning, Chris. And uh, morning. this thing really has exploded, hasn't it? It, it has exploded, and it's been simmering pretty close to the surface here for the last uh, couple months. Yeah, after we saw former city councilman Mitch Englander agree to a plea deal um, back just before the pandemic uh, took over the news cycle completely, it was evident that federal investigators were getting closer and closer to their intended target. And then we saw Georgia Sparza, who was a former aide to Jose Wezar, plead guilty and agree to help uh, prosecutors. That was about a month ago or so. And that's when we started to really understand that Councilmember A, as uh, recognized in all of these documents, was in fact Jose Wezar. And when you talk about how big a deal it is, uh, this is Vaviette Morgan. She's the FBI special agent in charge here in the L.A. field office. This investigation constitutes the first ever RICO prosecution in a public corruption case charging an elected official within the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, so we get a first, uh, first ever. And I mean, that's a pretty big deal considering L.A. has had its sordid history. And this is a chapter that even the U.S. attorney, Nick Hanna, said would rise near the top of it. And when you look at the extent of this scheme and the number of people that it touches and the number of projects that it touches, the fact that it's international. I mean, he was working with, for example, a Chinese billionaire real estate developer to who wanted to build the tallest building west of the Mississippi, a 77 story tall tower and was willing to do whatever needed to happen in order to make that happen and it's also the manner in which the alleged bribes were paid off because it wasn't simply just money although there was money there was cash in bags brown paper bags full of five hundred thousand dollars but also uh six hundred thousand dollar surety on a loan to pay off somebody who was accusing Weezar of sexual harassment during his re-election campaign and Weezar didn't end up paying that back so because of that the person this real estate developer had to hold the back for that so you've got uh, that then you've got of course flying all around uh, you know the, the country and the world to play poker two hundred fifty thousand dollars in poker chips the feds estimate um, going down to Australia of course going to Vegas by the way this is called Casino Loyale, Operation Casino Loyale. And the reason is because that's how this whole thing started to begin with. You had the FBI field agents in Las Vegas notice that, hey, there's a city councilman from Los Angeles playing uh, some some heavy games. And 
cashing out a lot in chips. What's going on here? How does he have this much money? Oh, this is weird. He keeps being seen with, um, again, a prominent real estate developer. Uh, guys, you may want to pay attention to this. So they notify the L.A. field office, which then opens up the case. And it was five years in the making. So 2015 is when the tip happened. And it's been five years since yeah. then before we get this arrest. All right. So that uh, shows us a couple things is uh, that uh, this is very far reaching, goes down very deep, obviously. And they take their time about crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. And uh, are, are you surprised at how ham handed uh, Weezar was uh, because uh, it, as we all who have covered uh, politics know uh, that now the authorities look very carefully at expenses and income of public officials. I mean, it is really hard to uh, cheat, especially on this level. And he just blithely $200,000 in cash and half a million dollars in poker chips and I mean, you know, the guy makes a hundred grand a year, hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. I mean, how? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, how effectively how stupid could this be? <laughs> well, that, I mean, that was something that we as reporters brought up with the U.S. Attorney yesterday. Simply saying, how brazen is this? The fact that he was willing to put himself out there, and the U.S. Attorney, of course, talking about, you know, this just kind of shows the. Um, the selfishness or perhaps the duplicitousness of this entire scheme. But I think also what's important is that you had a relative air of untouchability that existed amongst Jose Weizar and anybody who touched him. And so it is that untouchability, I think, that really drew the ire. And we, we, we heard that a bit of emotion from Nick Hanna yesterday as he talked about the fact that this you know was something that had smirch city hall i think i have a cut that where he says that let me just roll that because that i think spells it out a bit unfortunately its grand exterior has concealed a cancer a disease of elected officials and staff members breaking a series of laws that's important because what he drove at later in the news conference was the fact that somebody within the city government had to have seen this that was not associated with what they were calling the city family and did not believe that Jose Weizar was their boss and was not what they called a friend of the office. And so therefore had the chance to pick up the phone and call the FBI or call the U.S. Attorney's Office. And he said repeatedly, nobody ever did. And I think that perhaps what he was insinuating is that that was one reason that Weezar and his associates were so brazen because they believed that they were untouchable because nobody was doing anything except for perhaps putting their hand into the uh, into the till a little bit. Plus, this is happening in the midst of an enormous real estate boom in downtown LA. Weezar has control of that to a degree because part of that is his district, but also because he's the chair of the Planning and Land Use Management Committee, which means he gets to say what lives and what dies in terms of developments. And as you have this massive boom and everybody's paying attention to the high rises as they go up, what they're not paying attention to are the foundations of those high rises. How were they built? Where did the money come from? Who gave the approval? And he took advantage of that relative blind spot within our city. And that is part of the reason he was able to achieve what he did achieve over the course of this, by the way, starting in 2013, seven years. All right, Chris, thanks so much. Yeah, of all course. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, what happened uh, yesterday, uh, L.A. Unified School Board uh, failed to agree on a proposed uh, reform to the school police. And uh, what it did is leave it all to uh, the superintendent, Austin Butner, 
And what uh, the activists were there, and they're at the meeting. Boy, was there contention. There was fireworks at the meeting because of the number of people who wanted to simply defund uh, the uh, school police uh, force, just to fund it. Uh, Monica Garcia, uh, one of the board members, uh, brought forth a uh, proposal phasing out funding for the school police over the next four years. I mean, just literally wiping it out. Uh, and, uh, you know, come on, really? You know, uh, one of the six other board members joined her, and uh, that wasn't going to happen because everybody else is rational. Uh, because They're not even talking about switching the policing to another police force, which happens quite often in the United States, but mainly for uh, monetary purposes. A small police force, a small city just realizes it's too expensive to have our own police force. So they kill the force and then they contract. I mean, there are cities in Southern California that contract with uh, L.A. County sheriffs to be their police force because it's just cheaper. No, no, this one is wiping out the police force and not replacing it. So uh, the school police disappear. And the argument is, if we take the money and we move it into social services, after-school programs, tutoring, that sort of thing, that the school becomes safer. We don't need it because the problem is the police themselves. That's the problem. Not even It's crazy. Not even the criminals. It's the police who are criminalizing the schools. I mean, it is nuts. There were three proposals, the best one having a chance of passing Jackie Goldberg, and it had more to do with banning the use of pepper spray, cutting the budget by $20 million, uh, which is still substantial because the budget is $70 million. So we were talking about cutting it substantially and imposing a hiring freeze, also banning the use of pepper spray uh, and, and a few other things. And, uh, of course, uh, the uh, anti-school police activists, uh, after they lost this, uh, are vowing to keep on going, which they will. And they called Garcia's resolution to defund, to effectively destroy, well, destroy, wipe out the police force as the freedom motion. As you can imagine, uh, the police union, teachers, school administrators uh, went up there and said, "Are, are you guys nuts? No police. And that is the premise among the fringes of uh, the defund police movement. Now, most rational people understand you really do need police. And most rational people think that there is change that's necessary. Uh, I happen to be one of those. I think it's just a question of just training and training and de-escalation training and role-playing and just working very hard at that, which means it's not a question of defunding the police. It's increasing the budget of the police because it just takes more effort, more time, more people to do that level of training. It has to do with the police uh, literally defaulting to what they're trained to do. It's like airline pilots. I've, I've told you this before. Uh, when you hear of airline uh, airliners, and we get the voice uh, uh, the voice recorder all the time, where the planes are going down, actually not all the time, a few times, and you hear the pilots very calmly talking of what's going on all the way down to the ground. That's all training. 
at that point, they've defaulted to what they've been trained to do. They're no longer processing in their minds what's happening. That is uh, the way the police should react to uh, riot situations and react to shootings and self-defense and uh, defending other people uh, is it gets to the point where you're not even thinking uh, because it's moving too quickly. And you simply default to the extensive training. And that's why we need more money in the police force. That's why police forces have to be reimagined. And, of course, uh, sensitivity training, I guess, dealing with racial bias, which every person in the world has. You can't undo racial bias. You can try, but then trying to deal with that as part of your training. Accept there's racial bias and then deal with it in a fair manner. All right. uh, uh, The virus is uh, some bad news on what's going on with the virus uh, right now. Uh, Record highs, California, Texas. And I mean highs like 5,000 new cases yesterday in Texas. And I don't know how many thousand more in California. And we know that as you increase testing, uh, you're going to get more number. You're going to get more positives. I mean, there's no question about it. As president said, uh, if you don't test, you're not going to get positives, right? Uh, well, of course, you have to test uh, for the information alone. Uh, however, this goes way beyond just uh, more testing. Uh, we are now into a new area of uh, the virus, uh, in many cases, exploding. And now these are people that are testing positive. Two weeks from now, you will see people going into the hospital. And two weeks from then, uh, they start dying because incubation period uh, and the length of time it takes to actually get sick. And then the length of time it takes uh, after people are in the hospital, they die. So you're going to see numbers uh, go up pretty dramatically. And uh, herein lies the problem. And I think there's an answer. Uh, And it's sort of contradictory. Uh, First of all, uh, the argument, and here is where the two sides, getting back to work and uh, putting the economy back on track is critically important. I mean, much of the economy is coming to a screeching halt. And if this thing gets really bad, the economy will come to a screeching halt because no one's going to be in business anymore. And uh, or certainly no one's going to go out uh, out of their home because it'll be self-quarantining for months to come, maybe to the end of the year or the beginning of next year. Uh, And so the economy uh, is one aspect of it. And then uh, public safety is the other aspect. And this is breaking down right down party lines. Democrats are arguing public safety is more important than the economy. Republicans, for the most part, are arguing that the economy uh, is, well, effectively more important than X number of uh, people, X uh, extra number of people dying. And you simply take the risk and suck it up because you can't have uh, people simply not working and businesses not functioning. So you've got contradictory messages here. And that's not to say the Republicans don't care about people dying. I mean, I, they, you know, some Democrats say, oh, they don't care about us. They don't care about people dying. That's not true. It's just that Republicans lean more towards business and clearly understand that uh, we cannot simply halt the economy again. It's in free fall. 
and it will stay in free fall. One of the reasons that the market is tanking today, it's down almost 600 points, uh, is I think the news that you have all of these numbers exploding in various states across the U.S. 26 states have seen increases. Some have seen 100%, 200% increase. And the other states have actually seen a decrease. So we know there are pockets of of uh, this uh, virus. And uh, some of it they don't quite understand because you have places where, you know, for example, Memorial Day, where masses of people would be on a beach or they go to nightclubs and the virus, in fact, has taken hold and the numbers have increased dramatically. And then you have places where you have massive numbers of people who got together and the virus did not kick in. And we were talking yesterday about super spreaders. If you have someone who is asymptomatic and has a heavy viral load, that's what we're hearing now. That uh, the extent of being sick, the asymptomatic to mild symptoms uh, to uh, hospitalizations to death uh, has to do with viral load. And even if you're asymptomatic and you've got a pretty heavy viral uh, load, then from what I understand, that's uh, what the uh, what I'm reading from the medical folks, uh, is you're going to simply see more people uh, getting uh, the virus, especially if people are close and if people are not social distancing, obviously, not wearing masks. Say you go to a nightclub and you're dancing and you're sweating and the sweat is pouring down from your armpits and you haven't really shaved your pits Wait, and uh what no how about we just go to if you sneeze on somebody oh, okay that works or too you cough yeah on that okay that works. hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Works too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's And uh, the point is that we don't know. Uh, but we're going back, believe me, because you have businesses that are self-quarantining. You have governors that are going to shut things down, Gavin Newsom. Uh, you have governors like DeSantis that are not going to shut things down. And so where where are we going to go? All right. So uh, the politics of this are all, is also extraordinarily important because you have Republicans and Democrats write down uh, party lines uh, either in favor of the economy reopening, Republicans or in favor of shutting down the economy uh, because of uh, the public safety. And so the politics of this, especially the presidential that's coming up, is enormous because uh, the president is truly losing touch. Uh, His falling numbers are predicated upon, one, his leadership during the pandemic. He has just failed miserably, and the numbers uh, prove it. Uh, and uh, two of the ways handling the demonstrations, two, the two biggest stories that are hitting the United States and the world, particularly the United States with the demonstrations, uh, is the protest movement, is the fact that he's just not there. Matter of fact, where was he yesterday? He was in Arizona, and where was he? He went to the border. He went to the border to talk about uh, how many uh, miles of new border wall were put up. Does anybody care at this point about the border? 
First of all, the number of people coming over the border is minuscule. I mean, no, no, no one really cares, and he's concentrating on that. And uh, he he had better start listening to those advisors who are saying, "Hey, you know, there the two big issues that are going on right now in this country is dealing with uh, excess uh, police, excess force, and uh, racism in general, and what's going on with the pandemic." And you're failing miserably on both levels or both issues. And so now, what is the answer in dealing with this? I believe the economy has to shut down again. I don't think it has any choice as this virus if it does explode. And so uh, the answer is going to be the federal government has to just pump tons of money into this thing. You'll see new, and that's what's happening right now, the discussion of another, yet another stimulus package, of which uh, everybody agrees should happen. It's just a question of what and how. And the numbers and uh, the controls. And we have no choice. Uh, If you look back in history, uh, the war effort during World War II, there was no choice. Money was not an issue. None. Uh, The money had to be spent. And uh, the United States went into debt dramatically and bonds were sold. And that is what's going to happen here. Uh, You can't let, we can't let the economy fall into the toilet to where it just doesn't function anymore. People have to work. And if they don't work because there's no business for them to work at, because, again, the pandemic has shut everything down, the government has to give them money. People can't starve. And that's what the government is doing with the additional uh, unemployment, uh, with the one-time payment of $1,200 or $2,400 per couple. And you're going to see more of that, especially as the pandemic Uh, gets worse, which it looks like it's already happening. It looks like the experts are right on. We've heard Dr. Fauci. We've heard Dr. Bricks. We've heard Dr. Barbara Ferrer in L.A. County uh, are saying, watch out. This thing could get very bad, and it's gotten, and it is getting very bad. So the choice is, do you let people effectively starve? Or do you give just pump money and we go more and more into debt and there really is no choice? It's one of those things where you got to feed your family and it really doesn't matter how much money you borrow. You just don't care. You've got to do it. Well, the same thing is happening with the U.S. government. You got to feed your family and the family has to be 320 million Americans of which, what, 150, 160 million Americans got their check? Yeah. I mean, it's that bad. And so I'm not a big fan of deficit spending. You've heard me talk about that, and you've heard me talk about the national debt and how it makes no sense and it's unsustainable, and we just can't spend hundreds of billions of dollars more than we get in every year. Well, it's there's no choice here. I mean, we have to do what we have to do. That, I think, is the only answer if you're going to uh, take into an account the dangers and the horrors of what this pandemic is about. And so uh, there's a lot going on today. All right. One of the things, well, first of all, notice this, uh, the stock market, right? Uh, Jennifer was just saying the down is down, Dow is down uh, over 700 points, now 725 points. And uh, also a report from the IMF, uh, International Monetary Fund, uh, looking at uh, the world economy shrinking 4.9%. That's an enormous hit. 
with the U.S. economy uh, going down 8% this year, Europe, the Eurozone going down 10% this year. I mean, that is pure recession, if not right into depression. So uh, the numbers are horrible. So is it time for another st- stimulus package? It is. Uh, you're going to see another one. And uh, according to insiders, uh, this is a Washington Post story, the president has told aides he is supportive of sending another round of stimulus checks to Americans. However, uh, there is a dichotomy going on here. There are two sides. Uh, some leading congressional report, uh, Republicans and some senior White House officials are skeptical of sending in more checks. Uh, now, we're talking about conservative circles here. This is on the Republican side as well as the White House. As far as the Democrats are concerned, they'll just send money and more money. And then when you're done with that money, they'll send more money. And then on top of that money, they'll send even more money. I mean, that's uh, the philosophy of Democrats. Uh, just fix everything with money. And when it's broken money, you send more money. And uh, that's simply the way they ro- uh, roll. But uh, let's get down to what's happening on the, uh, the Republican side. In March, <clears throat> Congress approved the payments of up to $1,200 per person for every American citizen early less, uh, earning less than $75,000 per year. That was the CARES Act. More than 159 million American households got checks. And uh, what the economist says, many of them say that's what provided the needed relief, obviously, as unemployment surged across the country. But there was also controversy. Uh, glitches in getting the money to taxpayers, uh, for example, and the way it was distributed and small businesses uh, getting nailed relative to big businesses that were getting money early and a lot of it. Uh, Now, House Democrats uh, are including another $1,200 stimulus uh, package or stimulus check in the bill that was approved last month by the Dems. But the GOP position is still sort of up in the air. And internally, the president advisors are split. We know that uh, Treasury Secretary uh, Mnuchin wants another round of checks. That's according to two people on the inside, where you have uh, Larry Kudlow, who is director of the White House National Economic Council, says no, uh, because uh, do we want to send checks to as many people as receive them in the first round? And Kudlow said uh, yesterday, uh, that the administration may want to send checks out, but only to those who need them most, rather than the nearly 160 million Americans who received the first round. I mean, everybody got a check the first time out. And so what are they going to do? Well, here is uh, the argument, and it actually, this makes sense. I mean, this should resonate. You've got conservative White House officials, some, Uh, influential congressional Republicans, some, who oppose the plan. Why? Two reasons. Concern with uh, the impact of tremendous levels of new spending. The deficit, the national debt, uh, is going to explode. We know that. I argued earlier, we may just simply have no choice. It's literally a matter of feeding your family. And when we're talking about feeding your family on a national scale, it's the citizens of the United States. And the government is the breadwinner. Government is dad and mom who are out there working. So there literally may be no choice. 
But the other thing uh, that White House officials, some of them who are opposed to another round of uh, these checks, stimulus checks, are arguing that the checks that were sent out were pocketed by Americans rather than being spent in the economy. And they can and you can look at to an enormous increase in personal savings after the payments went out. Now, how many people spent money? Nobody went to restaurants. And people were just buying essentials. Matter of fact, if you go to Amazon, there was a period of time you could only buy essentials. So the money went into savings accounts. Now, does that help the economy? Now, banks have more money they know what to do with. And yet businesses aren't borrowing. It's it literally is a circular issue where one hurts the other and the other hurts one. And uh, it is, it's a god awful mess. It really is. In the end, probably there will be some stimulus checks. Probably there'll be an extension of unemployment benefits uh, after I think it's either July 15th or July 29th is when the $600 a week payment checks, uh, the additional unemployment checks end. Uh, and you're, you're going to see the, the package has to come back. That'll be round three, I think, of the stimulus, uh, of the stimulus package that was is voted. And so we're going to see deficits this year alone, maybe three, four trillion dollars. And again, uh, there's no choice. All right, let's move over to uh, police reform. Democrats, Republicans, different views, strangely enough. What a surprise that is. And uh, the Democrats are saying the bill isn't even salvageable, the bill that was introduced by the Republicans. And uh, here is uh, the difference. Oh, typically the difference between the Senate Democrats and uh, the Senate Republicans. Uh, Senate Democrats just wrote a letter to uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. And saying, we're done with even considering the Republicans' reform bill because it falls far short of the policy changes. Now, usually that doesn't happen this early because uh, what the floor vote will be about uh, is about moving the bill more uh, forward to deal with it and start hearings, et cetera. Democrats say, we don't even want to go there. It's uh, so threadbare and lacking in substance. We're just not going there. And if you look at it, uh, it doesn't seem that there, I mean, there are some substantial differences, but the premise is the same. We need some reform, and I'm surprised that they haven't already gotten together. And the Democrats, uh, their bill, the Justice in Policing Act, uh, addresses a national use of force standard and a whole raft of legal protection the police currently have, uh, qualified immunity. The Republicans, that bill is focused on data collection and training protocols, which is where I lean to. Now, both bills are far narrower than what the protesters have demanded. Uh, The protesters have naturally demanded uh, some enormous changes. For example, defunding police departments. Well, even the Democrats have shied away from that because uh, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You still need the police, and the premise of defunding police departments is you really don't need police. 
that social services is where we ought to spend our money. And I assume, extrapolating that issue, if you have increased social services, you don't need the police because all the problems go away. All right. And uh, this is so bizarre. And uh, there's some technical issue because the vote would open debate and the, and the Democrats say no, and you need two-thirds of the vote so the Democrats can stop it completely. Uh, the Democrats' legislation would limit that qualified immunity, which helps protect uh, policemen from misconduct and civil liability. And it's uh, it's difficult, and I don't want to get into it. We've talked about it with uh, Wayne uh, also, the Democrats' bill would empower prosecutors to scrutinize police for misconduct far more and grant the Justice Department subpoena powers in certain areas which they don't have right now. The Democrats' bill would impose federal ban on chokeholds and the use of no-knock warrants in drug cases. They're still allowing no-knock warrants but not in drug cases, because uh, the assumption is that drug cases are inherently not as dangerous or not dangerous enough to allow no-knock no warrants. I'm assuming if there's a, a warrant to go in a no-knock warrant because you have an armed group of terrorists, my guess is uh, that even the Democrats are going to go, okay, that one we're going to let go. Then the no-knock warrants are going to go. Uh, the Republicans want to incentivize state and local police departments to ban chokeholds, not make it a federal issue, but uh, we're going to incentivize you to ban the chokeholds, which means we're going to give you money, or if you do, ban, or less money if you don't ban. Also, they want to study the data on the use of no-knock warrants. So when you look at it, it isn't that far apart, but there are a couple of fundamental differences. What I find uh, fascinating is the Republicans are okay on banning chokeholds. And I've talked about this often and more often, that certain chokeholds work. The vascular chokeholds, the side of the neck, which renders uh, the suspect unconscious for a period of time. We just had one of those where the police, uh, I think the policeman was fired and uh, now and that yeah now there's investigation yep. and he did exactly what the chokehold was ex- was intended to do you have a suspect who is fighting and so a chokehold is placed on him he goes unconscious for a few seconds and the fight is over and the problem is is conflating the two different kinds of chokeholds but no one's paying attention to that at all nobody and that just disappears i'm, I'm the only one that i seem to be talking about it I haven't heard anybody else talking about uh, the uh, other chokehold. Not even police departments. Maybe I'm by myself. Maybe I'm the outlier. Maybe I just like the idea of chokeholds when they don't hurt people. I mean, I'm not a big fan of chokeholds that uh, killed uh, George Floyd, for example. That's not a good chokehold. Actually, it wasn't even a chokehold. It was just, that was murder, straight out murder. You know, you push on someone's uh, neck for, uh, you know, eight, nine, nine, yeah, minutes. eight nine minutes. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Uh, all right. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And uh, good morning, everybody. Bill Handel here on a Wednesday, June 24. And it is time for uh, Cheapskate University with uh, Clark Howard. Good morning, Clark. Good morning, Bill. We haven't talked in a while, and it's uh, always fun. Hey, big day for you, or big you <laughs> uh, for you. That's it. You're done. 65, you're finished. It's over. Uh, you've pulled the plug. You are retiring uh, and uh, we want to talk about that for a moment. But in reality, does anybody retire at 65 anymore? You know, it depends. There are a lot of people who, particularly the small number who still have good pensions, are able to retire even as early as age 60 in many cases. But so few people have pensions anymore, and so you're left to whatever you've saved. And so that is the number one thing that I want people to think about who want to bag work is be realistic with yourself. Do you really have enough money saved that your target date, which historically has been 65, does it really work for you? And if you don't have truly enough money to live comfortably, then I want you to think about one of two scenarios. One is that you continue to work as you have for another year or two, because that will make a big difference if you really dedicate a couple of years to popping money aside for the long term, or that you continue to work part-time is semi-retired, because so many people, Bill, all they have is Social Security. Yeah, how do and, you live on that? You know, uh, more than a third of people live just off of Social Security check, but it means that they live an extremely Spartan life. And that uh, doesn't really sound like much fun to me. No, it's not, especially when you consider what uh, a $2,000 social security check. It's a good check. Uh, what, a lot of people live on a thousand or 12 or $1,300 a, a month. Look what it costs here in Southern California to live. I mean, it is crazy. I mean, I don't know how people do it. And it, it's brutally expensive. And, you know, so that's why so many Southern Californians who only have Social Security to live on move to Mexico, to right. Baja, or move elsewhere in Mexico or to Central America because the dollar goes so much further there and you can live potentially 
a comfortable retirement, but then you're away from family and friends. I mean, it's it's a not the easiest choice to do that. Yeah, unless you don't like family or friends like I do. So I would have absolutely no problem going down. Now, we know that's yes. not true. Well, you're really good with your family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way too much. Um, now, uh, you're one of those people that uh, simply, I can't imagine you at 65, 70 retiring, Clark. And oh, oh, no, I'm never going to retire, retire unless... I end up with dementia like like my late mom. Um, that's probably the only reason I would ever bag work is that I'm physically or mentally not able to work because I love working. I love my leisure time. You know, I no joke. I'm, I mean, I really love my time playing, but playing 52 weeks a year for me just wouldn't gets work. A, yeah, it gets a little bit old. Now, um, uh, what people uh, – and I want to – keep on talking about this because I, I talk about with people who are going to retire or near in order to have, let's say a $40,000 a year retirement and still keep your principal. Uh, you need almost a million dollars. You do need a million dollars. Yeah. If you go with what's called the 4% rule, you have to hit that million dollar target to generate basically three grand a month in extra income beyond what Social Security would pay you. And again, that mostly invisible pension, what it would provide. So I don't want people to be discouraged, Bill, and say, think, well, I'm never going to be at that point. So the reality is that's why it's not necessarily an either or, that you have saved a million bucks so that you continue to live lifestyle. Um, the alternative is for many people that you do work part-time, maybe for years beyond the point you wanted to not work, and then you don't have to worry as much about the fact right. that you haven't saved a million bucks. So uh, you become a you become a greeter that greets the greeters at Walmart because that's <laughs> one of the few jobs that are available out there. <laughs> Oh, Bill, don't be so negative. <laughs> oh, God, I always am. Um, but, you know, in, in the end, Social Security, uh, I think it's mostly for people that are retiring at 66 now, not 65. And then uh, here's what I plan on doing is pulling it at 70 and a half. Uh, we have to start taking it out because that's an extra five years, four or five years uh, that you're not taking it out. You're still putting into it. And the money you get from Social Security at 70 uh, is a whole lot more than at 65. Yeah, so you think about an embedded return if you delay Social Security of essentially like 8% extra per year. And when you take that check, and almost nobody, Bill, does what you and I are going to do, take Social Security at 70. So we could pretty much put everybody who wants to do that in a phone booth. But if you wait the advantage is enormous because you start at a much higher base. And then when there are cost of living adjustments, it's based on that much higher amount you started at. So it solves a, a number of issues with giving you more money to live on, substantially more money to live on from Social Security. Right. And they're counting on the fact that you're going to die you're likely to, Right. Yeah, uh, of course. But if you can do it, uh, it makes so much more sense uh, to do it because not only your savings are more uh, over the next four years, 
uh, but also the amount of Social Security you get is astronomical. So why do so few people do it? Uh, because if people are working anyway uh, for the next few years after uh, age 65, why wouldn't more people not wait to pull Social Security? Well, okay, so you got to face the fact that you and I are lucky that we have work that we love. I mean, you can't even call it jobs. That's true. And a lot of people have work that they just despise. They go because they got to, they got to get the check. You know, I owe, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. So I, I always feel bad for people who have a job that really stinks. And if you're younger, don't waste your working years working in something that you hate going to. Go figure out what it is you love and do that, whether it's starting your own business or doing a completely different kind of job or career so that work is not something that's a bummer. It's something that you actually enjoy being at and doing. Yeah. And a lot of people uh, don't realize that you may have to take a hit uh, for a while, but it, in the long run, it makes enormous sense. Exactly what you're talking about. Cause I know people actually lawyers uh, that I went uh, to school with who are lawyers uh, can't wait to get the hell out. Uh, they've come to despise it. And then there are other people that just love it and will go on forever. And everything he's talking about today is on, I think, ClarkDeals.com. Right, Clark? ClarkDeals.com is where the deals are. We're going to talk about. And, Bill, the deals are coming out of everywhere right now. It's a weird, weird summer, which is not a big deal time. But because of all the disruptions from coronavirus, there are patterns that normally exist that are all broken, offering better deals to people. Can I hit you with some? Please. Right. Panera has the thing we talked about months ago with the coffee subscription, where you pay a flat rate per month, all the coffee you want to drink. Well, they're making it free all summer long through Labor Day. So you can go into Panera as often as you want and pour yourself a cup of coffee and pay nothing for it. And that is quite a deal. You just simply join. Now, if you don't want to subscribe after that at the eight ninety nine a month, you cancel after Labor Day. But if you want to keep doing it, then you keep paying. But otherwise, it is free, no catch. They're trying to get people back into their restaurants, and that's why it's free. Um, people want hand sanitizer and pay huge, ridiculous prices for it. Walmart has its private label Equate brand in a massive 60-ounce container for $5.97. People are paying that kind of money for two ounces of hand sanitizer, and you get 60 ounces at Walmart.com for five ninety seven. dollars A little hard to put in your pocket, but... Uh, no, the idea you refill. Yeah. You refill your uh, little teeny bottles for, like, no money at all that way. Right. Walmart also has a Roku TV today, 58-inch, $268. Now, this is not normally a TV deal time of year, but for some reason, they got this one, which is a uh, virtually a Black Friday price, 58-inch Roku for 268 Now, I didn't know that Roku makes TVs. Uh, so, all right, who, so actually a lot make, of companies who makes them make for them? TVs with a license from Roku that allows them to be full-blown Roku TVs from the ground up. So they're for people who stream content. It's much, much easier to stream with a full-blown Roku TV. But uh, let's go to the other extreme. 
if you have a TV that's not a Roku TV and you want to make it one, Amazon has a deal on the Roku Express today for 24 bucks. Now, that'll only get you HD. It won't get you 4K, but it'll get you HD streaming for 24 bucks as you basically retrofit an existing TV. Yeah, I, I hate uh, 4K. Uh, do you watch uh, 4K? I mean, I'll do a TV that it doesn't have it. I, I'm not interested in seeing ingrown hairs. Uh, so I don't watch 4K by for a different reason than you, Bill. My uh, cable monopoly I get my internet from has a data cap, and 4K uses a lot more data. So we don't watch anything in our house in 4K because I don't want to pay overages. Of course not. So here's another deal from Amazon. Uh, there's a dash cam. I love dash cams. You know, if you're ever in a wreck, it's great if somebody's trying to say it's your fault when it wasn't. So they have one today that's $29.99, but with a coupon you click when you get to the listing, it drops it to $26.99, and it includes the memory card, which is a great, great deal on a dash cam. We have a link to it directly from ClarkDeals.com. And then the Wise Cam that we've talked about from time to time, that's the wonderful, ultra inexpensive in-home cameras, has just introduced their outdoor camera. And it's $39 a camera for an outdoor camera, which is so much cheaper than you pay for Ring or any of the other outdoor cameras. It's a screaming price. And you have to buy one with a with a like a base station. So the first one's forty nine dollars, and then each additional camera is thirty nine bucks. Yeah, those are deals. All right, Clark, uh, we are done. A quick uh, reminder to everybody: today's deals are ClarkDeals.com, and then the big website Clark.com, which will take you if you were to read all of it. What how, how many hundred years, Clark? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I got to tell you, I got one last thing I got to say right. just for you. $39 today on Southwest for tickets starting the second week of August to places like Reno, Las Vegas. You always complain about the fairs, the San Francisco Bay Area. That's two. Um, that's two. Arizona, that's, uh, all 39 bucks one way on Southwest. And so you buy them now, you fly in August. Right. Okay. That's done today. That's for sure. Guaranteed guaranteed all right uh thanks clark always a pleasure it's great to visit it always is of course it is mainly you visiting me I don't go to me for the news i'm buying tickets right now yeah, i know <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get on it immediately all right uh kfi am 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.